Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello and welcome to the Women in Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunell and I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions nationally within the manufacturing sectors, and I'm your host for today's show. Today, we welcome to the show Karen Nornheim. Karen is the president of American Crane and Equipment Corporation with three locations in Pennsylvania, totaling over a quarter of a million square feet. Karen is second generation in the company. During her tenure, she has sought to solidify the founder's legacy while putting her own stamp on the company culture. Karen sits on a number of boards for industry-leading organizations, and we're absolutely delighted to have her with us today. Karen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. We're delighted that you could be here. So Karen, if you could please introduce our listening audience to American Crane and Equipment Corporation, give us a little bit of your history and tell us what you do and what markets you serve. Sure. So American Crane is a family business. And as you mentioned, I'm the second generation coming in to take over for my father, uh, which has been a pleasure working with him. And I still get a chance to work with him. We are a leading manufacturer of overhead cranes, hoists, and other material handling equipment. We do design, manufacture, service, installation, part. We, We really take the avenue of the idea that we're that grit matters, right? It's kind of our mantra, perseverance, heart, and integrity. And we really care about delighting our customers and and really making their lives easier through providing them with us as an expert who knows how to solve tough problems in our industry, um, as a partner who makes sure the job gets done so they can worry about, you know, their customers, not our equipment. And also as a craftsman building really quality equipment that's reliable and safe uh, for use. Excellent. So in the intro, I used a phrase that you and I had discussed before, where you, as you take over leadership of the company, you talk about solidifying the founder's legacy, but also putting your own stamp on the company culture. So if you don't mind, share with us a little bit, what have you done in both of those areas. They're very intertwined. Uh, it was around 2018. I mean, I've been with American Crane now for over 18 years. My father recruited me to come and work for him. I was very reluctant. I did not know what overhead cranes and hoists were and did not think manufacturing could be all that interesting. Uh, I was I was wrong. Turns out I love the products that we build. We serve people from NASA. We get to lift spacecraft to, you know, moving rum to helping nuclear power plants move spent fuel. So really exciting work, highly engineered equipment. So I fell in love with the business. My dad, you know, has been been teaching me and mentoring me. And, but in, in it's probably over two and a half years, three years ago. As I was stepping into truly being, you know, the leader, I realized that, you know, 
we, we didn't have our culture put down on paper. We didn't have vision, mission, and values really solidified. And I really saw that if I was going to take over, I needed to lock in all of the great culture and things that we do well, or at the time we were doing well, so that it wasn't lost when he wasn't with us. And, and that was also important because I think that the employees needed to know that I was in it for the long haul, that our family was in it for the long haul. So it was really about rebooting our culture. We called it old Viking laws. My father's actually from Norway. He's an immigrant who came to the U.S. in his 20s and, you know, amazing role model for me and for others. So we, I would say it's old Viking laws that we never wrote down. That was our culture. So we took it, solidified it, determined, you know, what is it? Who are we? And that, that's where we came across the word grit that really stuck with us and I think represents who my father is, who I am and who our company is. And then, you know, once we started with the idea and the concepts and really solidifying who we are, I like to call that our sunstone, which is similar to a North Star or a compass. A sunstone is what the Vikings used to find the sun in the sky when the skies are covered with clouds. So we, we say that grit matters is our sunstone and we can go to that when we have tough times. For example, like 2020, and it becomes kind of a way to guide guide ourselves through. And and then we also then did a launch event. Um, we do all kinds of stuff related to our culture. So that it's top of mind from Friday emails that I send out, a Monday video every week to trivia that we do, to signage, to apparel. You know, we make sure that it's top of mind, that it's talked about. We have regular grip meetings with all of our staff. Um, because it's important. This this culture piece is really important to to have good foundation, a good garden with which to grow your people and grow your business. It's, I think it's very, very important. Yeah. You talked, the last time we spoke, you talked about gardening and how growing the culture was a labor of love. <laughs> and I, that really stuck with me. And I, I think it's fabulous. I, of all of the people that I've interviewed for the Women in Manufacturing podcast, I was struck by our conversation regarding culture and how you treat employees and how important it is to you to maintain a certain quality culture and let people know that they're supported and cared about. Speak into that a little bit, if you can. Sure. I mean, first of all, the creating a great culture, it means that there's a great place to work for me. You know, selfishly, I want to work in a place where people are happy and engaged. And then, you know, it, it's been proven. The, the, the studies have proven that a happy, empowered work force really affects the bottom line. And I believe that helping people achieve level 10 happiness or whatever you want to call it so that they enjoy what they're doing, they feel safe and protected in, in the company that they work for, they do work that they find meaningful. If we can create an environment where that we, we are attracting people and we're all working in that space, and we can do amazing things. And I think it's really about it's, it's, it's about aligning both things together. We always talk about employees being the most important thing at American Crane. And so with our culture, we're aligning that into they're the most important thing. We create a great environment and it leads to great business outcomes. And they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I think they are absolutely intertwined. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Do you think that your generation of leadership in the manufacturing industry looks at this culture issue differently than their dads did. I am sure. Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, I, I when I talked to my father about some of the things that I was doing, he's like, oh, I don't know. But the one 
thing that I will give credit to those that have come before us. You know, he's, he's always told me from the first day I came to work for him that the most important part of our business is our people. And so he always had this thread through. I just think the emphasis and the importance of bringing it even more forward is, is really the time. There's talent struggles in manufacturing. If we want to attract people, if we want to keep people, I and mean, we have less than 2% turnover of our employees. You know, if you want to have those things to be able to, to kind of fight the battles of your business in, in the talent space alone, there are huge benefits to making sure that your, your culture is front and center. And, you know, and back to your point before about the gardening and it being a labor of love. I mean, this never ends. This is always something that's evolving. You always have to be kind of working on the garden, working on yourself and, and evolving. So, yeah, I, I think what I feel fortunate about is I've been able to listen to other leaders and learn from great people who have done these things and say, OK, I can integrate this into my business where when my father and he's now 79, when he was stepping in to to lead our company and start it, he didn't have that kind of information. So we're standing on the shoulders of giants, right? To take us to that next peak in the future for business and industry. And I think it's very exciting. Yeah. You've really been a champion for the manufacturing industry in a lot of different ways, trying to attract younger people into the industry. And and this is, it's a, it's really a national crisis in my view, the paradigm that manufacturing, a career in manufacturing, you're going nowhere, it's a horrible environment, it's this, that, and the other thing. And you work on a, on a consistent and regular basis to change that narrative. Talk a little bit about that. Well, as I started out you know, in the beginning to tell you, I didn't really want to come into manufacturing. I, I had that misconception of what it was all about. But when fortunately for me, I had my father to show me this amazing career path. And where else can you take something from a piece of paper and turn it into physical existence? It's incredibly satisfying. The customers that we serve and, and the people that we get to work with are, are just amazing. So I found that passion and I was lucky enough for him to bring me to it. But I think it's really important for others to know that it's out here. You know, and I've heard many surveys, surveys and studies that it's just, you know, it's just not known that this can be a great career and that it's, it can be very, it can be whatever you want, whether you're into, you know, using your hands and, and being in on the shop floor or using high-tech machinery. Shop floors have evolved. There is now computers, there's robots, there's all kinds of things that are happening depending on, on where you are and what industry you're in. And then, you know, you've got workforce behind that 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 are supervising it's literally like an orchestra right i mean you've got marketing people hr people accounting people you have engineering staff you have salespeople, project managers your shop uh, electrical shop mechanical or even computers whatever whatever the industry requires and and it's not the the dirty dingy place anymore it's there's exciting things happening and a lot of really actually and also as manufacturers we need to remember that we need to stay cutting edge that we must move forward and push our industry and embrace things like digital transformation and disrupt so that we're still still around here in the into the future. So it's an exciting time, I think, to be in our industry. There's a lot of really exciting things that are happening. And I, I just like to share that. I'm passionate about it, so I can't can't stop talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't tell that at all, by the way. So I'm curious, your educational background is in marketing and international business. So 
curious about, there was obviously a transformation in your thought process of, I don't want to be in dad's manufacturing business to, hey, I really dig this. So what was the change? At the time I was working in the service industry and he just kind of swooped in and said, Karen, I, I really want you to work for me. I want you to give this a shot. And I have had a wonderful life. You know, as I said, my father's an immigrant. So I saw our family go from having nothing to really doing very well. I mean, he took American Crane from a struggling business to a thriving enterprise. And I just felt a loyalty to him to, to give that a shot. And, you know, it turned out to be one of the best decisions of, of my life. Interestingly enough, when I came to American Crane, I've always have had an affinity for computer technology. You know, my husband and I are gamers. I'm big into VR. I could talk about all that on a whole nother call. So when I came to American Crane, I was under the impression it was marketing and website and things along those lines. And it, it very quickly, I was also given the IT department. And uh, I was in charge of managing all of the technology, which was, a, again, an interesting story for when I came in and we're using dial up and all kinds of, of stuff. So I ended up going back to school to get my master's of information science to fill in some of the gaps that I couldn't just practically learn on network setup and things like that. And, and that combination of IT with marketing has been incredibly handy because when I want a database query, I know how to go and literally get in there. And I think that's actually something that I, I was fortunate to have just happen organically because now those two professions, particularly marketing and technology are, are merging and it's really exciting. So, so yeah, so I, I really have to give credit to my father. I mean, I could, I don't think I would have been in this industry and who knows uh, what I've been doing and I could have missed out on pro the best career I've had. So. Yeah, that's fabulous. So I, I have your website open here. It is absolutely fabulous. It's really, really well laid out. You've got a great blog. You have all of the affiliations and and your social media connections on the bottom. As a you know, someone with a degree in marketing, what I'm looking at here on your website, so many manufacturers do not, especially if they're aging, they do not understand the importance of this. Speak into that a little bit. And were you responsible for this change in the website? Just curious. It's an evolution in itself. When I started out, my role was marketing and I said IT and kind of have evolved. Now I have a marketing manager who has made it this amazing site that you see today. So yes, I'm, I was there to spark and create and, and help, but really she is, is the one working with our partners to create that. Our website is the most important tool. I mean, it's what people are searching and using to find us. It is where I go as an individual to search for, for suppliers and, and other pieces. So we need to make sure that the information is there that, you know, a long time ago, I realized that we needed to reflect. Yeah, I love the word cool, but I, I do think what we do is really cool and exciting. And I, I think the people who make up our Seco family, I'm so proud of what they do. And I just think the problems we saw are amazing. And we needed we need our look and feel and information and website to display that. And that's what marketing does, right? Is it just it, it's it's a way to communicate and share information about who you are. And so I do think it, it is very important and it's, it's only going to get more and more so um, as time continues, you know, the, the old ways of, of marketing are 
since fallen to the to the wayside. And and also, you know, you got to think about marketing too as recruiting. So social media is really important. You need to be out in your communities and have a presence so people know who you are so so that you can attract people to come and work for you. That's challenge I think is just going to continue to to grow actually. Yeah, that's a potential employee's first look at your company. It's their first impression. So it's so very important. Just a little shout out, looking at your blog, the most recent article, your major trade association has a new president. Yes, I am. uh, As of 2021 and through 2022, I'm president of CMAA, which is the Crane Manufacturing Association of America. Uh, It's our industry group. Really excited to do that. I'm actually the first female president for for the group. And, you know, we do great work there trying to move forward our industry, providing technical specifications and just, you know, trying to educate end users on our products. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be able to to serve in that capacity and falls under MHI, which is the uh, Material Handling Institute of America. So really, really good group to be a part of. What in your view, and many people that I speak with are afraid to become very active in their trade associations because they're afraid of competition. And those people that I speak to that are really involved in associations talk about the benefits of it and the and the education and the camaraderie. And speak into that a little bit if you don't mind. Sure. So as it regards to people, oh, we're going to send people to a trade association and other people are going to recruit them away. Well, go back to your culture. Shame on you. Have a culture. Be a great place to work so you don't have to worry about losing people because of of things like that or, you know, and things do happen. And that's just the way of the world. But I think it's important to be a part of your trade association. It's important to be a thought leader, to be a part of the conversation about what's happening in your industry, to be leading the discussions for the future, to be a part of technical spec generation, if that's what your industry uses. Uh, Yeah. If you're not at the table, you're not at the table. You don't have a voice. And so, and I also think it's important to be giving back to, to the industry at large or to your you know community. I believe strongly in doing outreach efforts. And that's why I like to speak and do podcasts and, and try to be a role model. You know, we have to, to do this for the next generation. So I, I think it is usually, at least for me, the opportunity to grow as a leader, to, to network and, and meet others in the industry who just actually know what I'm saying. You know, Women in Manufacturing is a, is a great organization as well. I remember the first time I was a part of that and I got to talk shop floor with other other females and you know it's wherever that is whether it's you know there's a lot of different industry t- groups out there but I think trade associations are really important and should be involved if you if you are not That was my next question about the Women in Manufacturing Association because you're in a leadership role there aren't you I am a past chair, so I'm just finishing up my three years on their board the end of March, and I was chair of the board last year. No, well, their last fiscal year. They do a a weird fiscal year like me. So anyway, this is the ending of my year as a past chair. I was chair before, but great organization that is dedicated to promoting, inspiring, and supporting women in the industry. And, you know, I believe in blanketing the problem related to workforce talent in the future, you know, we need to attract women. We need to attract millennials. We need to attract those that are in the workforce. We need to, to really put all threads out there to try to pull people to, to see what a great industry it is and what a wonderful place to work it can be. Mm-hmm. 
did your company face major challenges because of COVID? <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, when I talk about COVID, I have this slide that is a pig flying because, you know, if you would have told, if I would have told myself in 2019 what was going to happen in 2020, I would have said, you know, when pigs fly, but, but fly they did. 2020 was very challenging from being incredibly concerned about the safety of our workforce to local, you know, Pennsylvania requirements to on, on being able to be open or not be open, navigating that space, and then also trying to fulfill our customers' requirements in the middle of a pandemic had made for many interesting things. And and it has a, it's not the, the greatest year for us, for sure. I mean, it's certainly taken its toll on perhaps financial well-being. However, we have all of our employees. We we had didn't have to lay anybody off due to COVID, and we are able to keep our. We're we'll, we'll, we're playing the um, infinite game, is what I think Simon Sinek says. Um, we're in it for the long haul. We want to be around here for the next fifty to a hundred years, and so twenty twenty one is looking much better, and we're feeling like we are in a really good spot to catapult as things in the world. Go back to, or I shouldn't say go back to, become whatever they're going to become. Yeah, yeah. So, what's next for American Crane and Equipment Corporation? What are you hoping to accomplish in the next five to 10 years? So something that we got out of COVID that was a real benefit was a catapult of our digital transformation. So we really were able to do some projects and things that we had no choice but to get done. I, I would say a 3x speed up in, in a normal innovation and, and implementation of, of digital technologies. So definitely want to leverage that and keep that good momentum. And then in January of last year, we launched our innovation lab, which is a space for our engineers and, and other technical staff and service staff shop staff to come together to look at new technologies and and what else can we integrate into our equipment and where where are we going in the future and so we we're looking at everything from vr training to we do now do remote factory acceptance tests and we leverage augmented reality to internet of things and being able to provide preventative maintenance and remote maintenance to our equipment for our customers so we're we're in the middle of that we've done some of this already but we're that's where I see us is really looking now. Now is the time to double down and really, I, I do think that's a time period where it's you disrupt or you get disrupted. So right now we're looking to disrupt our industry. Really, we're looking to leverage technology that is out there that is now you know appropriate to integrate and, and take it to that next level and just keep thriving, keep, keep going. I, I love the idea of an innovation lab. That's, that's fabulous. Love it. So how many people in the organization participate in that? So we created a, we actually have a room that's the innovation lab, but I would say the innovation lab is more the combination of, of mine. So we brought some of our younger engineers with our more seasoned engineers together who are interested in different topics. And then I gave them, you know, an initiative, a, a budget. And then I said, here, here's some stuff to play with. So I bought some of the technology that I thought was, you know, important. And, and then I let them go. So, you know, you, you create a safe space, you, you create enough freedom right? With which to play. And, and then you let and, and see where your people go. I mean, we use additive manufacturing now has come out of that. And there are other things that we're leveraging. So I think it's really important if you, if you want to continue to grow, you, you, you as a leader need to create an area where people can play with technology, 
and find what might be a, be a good fit to integrate into business outcomes, and then have the pleasure of solving those problems and bringing them to you as recommendations. It's been very rewarding, very successful endeavor, and really excited to see uh, what comes out of it as we come into our second year. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I, you know, I often think that if employees, team members need the autonomy to be able to play a little bit, and they also need to feel comfortable and safe in making mistakes, that they're not going to get clobbered. And when you give them the appropriate tools and the appropriate freedom, it's sometimes amazing what can happen. So this has been fascinating. Great interview. We so very much appreciate your time today. Before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell the listening audience how to reach out to you or to the company to learn more. Sure. Well, a great spot is our website, which is americancrane.com. I'm certainly, if anybody wants to, to talk about any ideas or has any thoughts, they're welcome to email me at my email, which is k. Norheim at americancrane.com. Wonderful. We so much appreciate you being with us and, and our sincere best wishes for your continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. Love having you. I'd like to encourage our listeners to visit www.whampodcast.com where you can listen to all of our shows and other manufacturing podcasts brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining the WAM Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.